Hey mamas, hey, this is Crystal with the Brown Skin Mom Podcast and you are here for another episode. I want to take this time, this brief second, to thank you for listening. I appreciate your ears. Today we are talking about revenge bedtime procrastination. What it is, um, what it looks like, and how to get revenge on revenge bedtime procrastination. Um, before we get started, I do need to church announcements, do some church announcements. Um, I'm in Chicago and you will probably hear me say this uh, through many podcasts. I'm in Chicago and I am on a busy street, on a busy street, two hop skips and a jump from the busy street in front of my building. So that means there are cars, there are big trucks that drive by. Sometimes there will be sirens. I will catch the sirens as soon as I hear them coming down the street so that I don't have to blow your eardrums out with the sirens um but you will hear the sounds of chicago you might even catch uh the green line horn sound whatever um that's kind of what happens when you choose to record at 9 30 in the morning i'm going to shoot for earlier recording times like four or five when everybody in the neighborhood is asleep um and see how that works is that maybe the best Thing for recording until I can get my sound room situation together. But yeah, govern yourselves accordingly, um, and let's let's get this thing going. So today we're talking about revenge bedtime procrastination, which is something that mothers, a lot of mothers, are dealing with, and this topic came up for me a couple of months ago when I was, I think somebody posted something about it on Facebook, I think. Um, and when I read the article, I think the first article I read was a Glamour article. And there was kind of like a light bulb that popped off, popped, that, you know, lit up over my head, like ding, 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 ding. This is what I'm dealing with every night when I don't want to take my when I don't want to take my butt to bed it 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 broke it down in such a way that that's what it was it was posted in a mom group and it broke it down in such a way that mothers in the group were commenting on this post like that's what this is that you know I just it's something I can't help it I finally feel like I have some time to myself and this is what I want to do I don't want to go to sleep I don't want to do that and um it, was, it, 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 it put a name to a face, you know, something that I was recognizing was an issue was the staying up past maybe a time that I had mentally set for myself to get into bed and go to sleep. But I have freedom from my now four-year-old daughter. The house is quiet. There are no demands for my time or attention. And I might be, you know, up playing my favorite video game, which is The Sims, until like two or three in the morning, which I only do on weekends because I work during the day and that would really like, that would really grind my gears if I, <laughs> if I could not focus during the day. But anyway, so it put a name to a face. It put a name to something that, you know, a lot of mothers 
and I were dealing with, we just didn't know what it was. We just knew we were staying up late to feel like we had a piece of our day back. And if staying up until two o'clock in the morning meant we had a little bit of control over our day, then we were okay with that. We were cool. So what is revenge bedtime procrastination? Like I pretty much described it. Revenge bedtime procrastination is where you are staying up late past your bedtime, sometimes into the wee hours of the morning, one, two, three o'clock in the morning, doing things like scrolling Instagram, uh, TikTok. TikTok is a rabbit hole. They, the creators of TikTok knew what they were doing. It is a rabbit hole that you will fall deep, deep, deep into. Um, you can be up arguing with people on Facebook, commenting on Facebook posts, whatever your vice is, binge watching your shows, you're staying up late to do these things. Because during the day, you really can't do them the way that you want to do them. Um, for moms, especially, especially moms with little children, I'm not going to, you know, um, not say mothers with older children and teenagers don't deal with this, but when your child is awake, your day kind of belongs to them, especially if they're smaller. Um, one thing that I've noticed about myself is that if I don't get up before my daughter, I don't have that time to, I don't have some time to get my brain together before the day of mommying and working from home starts. Um, so for moms, if we sometimes feel like our days belong to our children, um, and in an effort to feel normal or stake claim on our time during the day, we're willing to fight against going to sleep, which we need to do to reclaim our time. And sleep is the one thing that's going to help us be better at motherhood it's not the only thing there are tons of things but sleep is what we need we need sleep um so essentially what you're trying to do with revenge bedtime procrastination is that and this is what it looks like it looks like you you trying to steal back time that you feel was taken from you and i'm here to tell you you cannot get back time once time has been spent once time has been used, once time has been wasted, that is it. It's gone. Check it, the deuces. It's gone. But somewhere in our mind, we're trying to rationalize that staying up past our bedtime is getting some of that time back. We feel like we're getting some of that time back. And maybe it's not even feeling like we're getting that time back. Maybe we feel like we have we, we have time to ourselves to breathe and veg out or whatever whatever we're choosing to do. So um, what's what revenge bedtime procrastination, what this phenomenon 
can do is pretty much ruin ruin your systems ruin your sleep ruin your day if you're staying up into the wee hours of the morning you're jacking up the next day and it's just a cycle that keeps going until you realize what's going on um and and also so one of the articles that i read and I believe this term, revenge bedtime procrastination, was coined in China because the article that I read was from like a Chinese blog or something where they were talking about how workers are spending a lot of their time on the job. And when they have time to themselves, instead of going to sleep, they're doing what a lot of us are doing, which is, you know, the mindless scrolling and things like that. And why they're doing it and why we're doing it is we're trying to de-stress. We're trying to come down from all of the demands of our day, all of the triggers, all of the times that we had to take a step back, especially parents, all of the times we had to take a step back and calm ourselves before we snap. Oh, excuse me. We're trying to um, attempt in some way a, a relaxation. But what we don't realize is that revenge bedtime procrastination is actually causing you more stress. And it may cause you more stress by kicking yourself in the butt for staying up past 9 or 10 o'clock. And so now you're trying to make up for that time by getting up earlier the next day. But if you went to bed at midnight and you're still trying to get up at four or five, you're not getting your best sleep. Um, one of the consequences of staying up past your bedtime is you actually raise the stress hormone in your body. You raise the cortisol in your body. And so here you are thinking that you're relieving stress, but your body is really like, can you please lay me down so we can go to sleep? Your body is, you know, not freaking out, but you're stressing yourself out trying to reclaim something that's that's already gone. Um, and, and it leads to poor sleeping patterns. Poor sleeping patterns like staying up past midnight. So you're up past midnight and you're binge watching your favorite uh, TV show. For me, one of the things I binged this past weekend was Lock and Key on Netflix. Check that out if you like little scary stuff. Definitely, definitely a good show. Um, and so if you're watching something, you might want a snack on something. You have your popcorn or your cookies or your chips or whatever. So you're up late and you're eating late, which we all know makes um, maintaining a healthy weight hard because uh, your, your sleep pattern is poor. And now you're eating when you should be sleeping. So now you're holding on to weight that you want to get rid of or gaining weight. It makes it hard to um, maintain a healthy weight. This also disturbs your circadian rhythm. It throws your body out of whack because you're fighting your body um, when you should be going to sleep. You're fighting sleep so that you can feel like you have some time to yourself. But one of the articles that I read regarding this thing, revenge bedtime procrastination, 
um, pretty much said that mothers should be getting seven to eight hours of sleep. And a lot of us are doing good to be getting four to six hours of sleep, especially if you're a new mom with a new baby. Shout out to all the new moms out there. Um, so we're, we're sabotaging these precious hours of sleep that our body really needs to feel um, like we have some normalcy uh, over our day. So what are some things that we can do, as mothers especially, to kick this revenge bedtime procrastination in the behind? Um, one of the things that you can do, and I'm just going to run through like a laundry list of things here. One of the things that you can do is you can um, schedule some time for yourself during daylight hours. And what that looks like is if you have um, a little baby who is still sleeping during the morning or whatever, take some of that nap time. And mindlessly scroll or catch a show. You know, those babies, they sleep for like three, like two maybe hours in the morning. Catch up on a couple episodes of your show. Uh, if you have older children, I would probably say like four and up. What that looks like is saying, hey, I need about 15 minutes. And at four, they're learning to tell time, but they may not. You know, the concept of time is very foreign. <laughs> Just give, give mommy a little bit of time to do this little thing. And once I'm done with this thing, then we can get back to whatever, or we can get back to this, or you can get back to being available for whenever they scream your name and need your help. Um, so I would say the minimum that you could should schedule, could schedule, try to get in 15 minutes during daylight hours. If you don't have children that nap during the day, to do whatever you want to do during those 15 minutes to give your brain a break. Um, another thing that moms can do during uh, to fight revenge bedtime procrastination is to go to sleep. Again, if you have a new baby who is napping in the morning time or in the afternoon, catch one of those naps and take a nap yourself. If you have a toddler who is still napping maybe in the afternoon, catch a little part of that nap, no more than 30 minutes from what I read because now you're throwing something off and that's gonna make you stay up later. Um, but no more than 30 minutes and no later than 2 p.m. Um, big people need naps too. And when I mean my big people, I mean adults. Adults need naps too. Um, to help recharge our batteries. Um, napping late can throw off your sleep schedule, like I mentioned. Um, but naps give you that extra boost that you need to f get through the rest of the day. Um, and again, if you're a new mom, you should definitely try to catch that morning uh, nap and then maybe use the afternoon nap to do whatever you wanna do. You have to figure out what works for you. But catch some nap time. That's one of the things that you can uh, do. Another thing you can do is stay away from your phone 
computer, and TV after a certain time of the evening. So say 7.30, 8, you have gotten um, your little one to bed, and now you have some time for yourself. Use whatever time you have, maybe from 7.30 to 9.30 to scroll, or use a computer, or watch your show, but maybe after 9.30, you shut everything down. So that you're telling yourself, okay, we're getting ready to, we're getting ready to go to bed. And this is easier said than done if you are um, like a lot of moms out there and parenting with the phone in your hand. And it's okay if you're doing it. A lot of us are doing it. That's going to actually be another um, topic for the podcast. Scrolling can happen and you're in the middle of it and you look up and it's been like three or four hours. So set reminders on your phone, set alarms, have an alarm that pops up at 930. lets me know it's time to wind down and it's time to put my phone away. And do I put my phone away every night at 930? No, I don't. I probably put my phone away maybe 20, 25% of the time when I actively remember that that was what that reminder is for. Um, so take breaks. Another thing, another thing you can do is take a break, um, get things done during the day while the sun is up. Uh, and this goes back to kind of like scheduling time for yourself. If you're old, if your children are old enough for you to explain to them what's going on, let them know, Hey, mommy needs a little bit of time to get this done. So we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break from playing Barbies. We're going to take a break from swinging. We're going to take a break from this TV show, this game or coloring. I have something that I really need to check on. I need a few minutes to do that. Um, And you don't even, it doesn't even have to be work. You can tell your children, I need a little time to breathe. Or you can take a break and with your child, have a little dance party to kind of throw off the stress of the day. And maybe if having a dance party with your child causes a little more stress because sometimes that can cause stress, take that time to yourself and color, breathe, uh, play some music, relax, whatever you need to do during that time for yourself. Another thing, and another one, meditate before bedtime. So it's 9.30, you've put your phone away. Your bedtime is at 10, and you have 30 minutes. Use that time to meditate. Use that time to do some affirmations. Use that time to uh, visualize. Use that time to take your brain and, and, and bring it down from the day. And meditation is a great tool to do that. And also, after you've meditated before bedtime and you are consciously aware that this is what you're doing, you're meditating to bring yourself down from the day, you are less likely. I hear sirens. Hold on. I had to get those sirens out of the way. Um, so what was I saying? Oh, 
after you have meditated at night and you are consciously aware of the fact that you are meditating to bring yourself down from bedtime, and I may be repeating myself here, um, you are less likely to pick up a device and mess all of that up. You are less likely to pick up your phone and get caught in um, getting into celebrity gossip or whatever your thing is when you're scrolling. Um, you're going to want to hold on to that calm and you're going to want to take that calm with you to bed because that's going to help you fall asleep faster. The last thing you can do is check in with yourself, mamas. Take some time and check in with yourself. All day long, we are checking in at work. If we're working at from home, we're checking in at work. If we're working from home and mommying, we're checking in at work and and, and we're checking in with our children. If you're a stay-at-home mother, you're checking in with your children throughout the day. We're always checking in with other people and making sure that they are okay and that they have what they need to be functioning people or functioning business in this day. Take a little bit of time and check in with yourself and ask yourself how you're feeling and be honest with yourself. If you're asking yourself how you're feeling and you yourself says self, I need a break, take a break. Like I mentioned earlier, take a break and pray, breathe, meditate, color. Coloring is so relaxing. But don't neglect yourself in balancing everybody else's needs. And you know, the cliche, you can't pour from an empty cup. So check in with yourself and see how you're feeling throughout the day and take care of yourself accordingly. If you need a break, if you need some food, if you need some coffee, if you need some water, whatever it is that you need, make sure that you get that. Revenge bedtime procrastination is not going to go away. This thing is not going to go away, especially with all of the devices that we have. And our businesses are on social media. Our lives are on social media. It's one of those things that is always going to be here. But you can get a handle on it so that it's not really controlling your life and you have some say over what what you have going on um this is one of the things that with all of the technology is just part of our lives now but you can get better at uh, controlling it and there will be times where you fall into the rabbit hole of things like TikTok. Tick, I, I don't know if anybody else agrees with me, but TikTok is a rabbit hole. I mentioned that earlier. You're not always going to get this uh, right. You're not always going to, especially when you first start trying to get a handle on this thing. It's not going to be easy, and, but it doesn't have to be hard and you don't have to you know, feel like there's nothing you can do about it. There is. So I hope this podcast was helpful. 
I am very glad that you took the time to listen and I'm grateful for your attention and your ears. I am about to get off of here and make me some breakfast. I hope y'all didn't hear my stomach growling. Oh my goodness, I'm so hungry. Um, so thank you for tuning in. Peace, mamas.